Hello and welcome to the Life with Libby podcast. This podcast is all about empowering women to find their magic. This podcast is conscious based and we'll be going into the very details of life that all women walk through. Enjoy. Hi guys and welcome to today's show. We have Lydia here with us. She is a manifestation coach, manifestation manifestation master. I actually came across her on TikTok, which was just a really cool way of meeting people, really great way to um, you know, share awareness of your brand. So I thought that was really amazing. Um, I just reached out to her and we just had a conversation and here she is on the Life with Libby podcast. So I invited her on here to share her story with you guys and for her to you know share some manifestation tips because we all always want to be manifesting more and more and more so Lydia welcome thank you so much for having me I'm so happy to be here thank you so Lydia do you want to just start by telling us where you were before um and how you ended up getting into manifesting and teaching people how to do it Yeah, definitely. So my professional background is in corporate retail management. I worked for Target for a really, really long time. And what I loved about that company is it was really my introduction into personal development. It was sort of like my taste of having someone on my team who I saw a lot of potential in, maybe they didn't see it yet, and I could sort of guide them to promotions and to these new opportunities. And that was sort of where everything basically started for me because I realized while I was working there that I could leverage the things I was really good at and I could pick pieces of myself that I wanted to improve upon in the workplace. And so I would set these really clear goals for myself. That's where it started. That yeah, that's kind of like my intro to personal development and personal growth. And at that time in my life, my spiritual connection was kind of non-existent just because earlier in in my life, I, I kind of asked the spiritual world to let me be for a little while, just let me be a human. And I didn't want to be getting any guidance or anything during that time. So it was really interesting how everything kind of came together because Then I left Target after my second baby was born because I had two kids under two. I didn't want to be working away from them for 50 hours or more a week like Mm -hmm. I was. And so I just decided I'll be a stay-at-home mom while we start our own business. We actually own a cannabis store in Anchorage, Alaska as well. So we get an entrepreneurship. I'm staying home and I'm realizing like, I got to do something else besides like, I loved being a mom. I I love being a mom. Don't get me wrong. But I was like, I feel like I just, I miss people. I miss like just growth in general. Like I, I miss that. And as I think we've all seen this year, having to stay home a lot more than ever before, when you're at home and you're not out in public as much, you're forced to face your stuff. Like everything that's going on within yourself, you have this, this silence. And so that's what I had about three years ago is when I realized I need to do something else. And I actually watched The Greatest Showman is kind of what like inspired me to. It's a beautiful movie. Yeah, I saw it and I was like, what am I doing with my life? I have these dreams. And that's, that's kind of what led me to then discovering the coaching industry and then I was like, oh, wow, this is something people can just do outside of corporate. Like what, what is that? And so I got, you know, kind of went down these million different rabbit holes and was interested in like leadership coaching for a while. I kind of jumped around to a few different things and I was wanted to do spirituality, but I, at the time didn't let myself because I felt like. I'd been so disconnected for so long. I wasn't practicing anything at that time. So I was like, I feel like I just, this is where I'm going, but I'm not ready to do that yet. Mm -hmm. And so I mostly just focused on, you know, 
leadership development, team development, helping other businesses hire people, more of a consulting business type of role in, in the beginning. And, you know, I really started experimenting with different ways of reprogramming my own beliefs just on my own. And that was when I found the neuro-linguistic programming industry and decided this is it. Like, this is the piece that I need because I can rapidly transform myself and my family and my friends and clients also. And then when we have new beliefs, we can create such a different reality. And I saw that those two were connected. And so I've just been doing that basically ever since. And I let go of any business coaching I was doing basically this last summer. And so it's just been actually kind of thanks to TikTok really, because I felt like I could connect with all of these new people and share Mm. about my true passion. And so basically ever since August, I've dropped everything else and it's just full mindset, spiritual manifesting. That's it. (laughs) That's amazing. So you say that you like practice, you know, spirituality and what does that look like for you? Because spirituality, you know, it's so broad, it's so huge. And for me, when that turned on for me, it really actually turned on hugely after an acid trip I had on a beach. And I was like, Oh my God, nothing I know is real. Like it just broke down all my walls and my brain of thinking like, what you know, I, I was raised in a really Christian conservative family. And so breaking that off and then stepping into a new dynamic and understanding God and spirit in such a different and so much more expansive way was so healing for me. And I just practice different modes of spirituality. I don't know what I call myself. I'll jokingly be like, I'm a witch. Like, I don't know what to put it. Like, I love crystals and, you know, I light my candles and I have my little rituals, but I don't know what I call it. So what does your practice look like to you? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's funny. Like for me, I'm not super into yoga. I don't do baths. I don't like to take baths. It's just, everybody's so unique. So I love this question for me it's mostly about just having moments throughout every single day where I feel like I I'm connected. So it can look, it looks a lot of different ways. And I I do kind of like to switch it up for myself, but what is consistent every single day is I visualize every single day and I talk to my guides every single day or my angels, whatever, whatever it is you want to call them. Or I I mean, for some people, I think it would be the equivalence of a prayer. I do that every single day. I do it in the morning and I do it at night and typically midday at any other point that I need some help, which is always being connecting. So I would say about three times a day. Yeah. Do you do that through like meditation? What does your process look like? Yeah. So I, it's mostly just meditation and I've recently picked up breath work just the last couple months being more consistent with that and actually studying some breath patterns just to help me stay in the meditation. But yeah, it's mostly just meditation and that's either like lying down or sitting. I like to sit like with my hands up. That's kind of like my new go to every day. So, yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I always have to start my day off with meditation for sure. And I love that visualizing when you visualize, do you visualize in your business and your life? What are some things that you, that you do? Yeah. Yeah. So I visualize mostly things for my life, I would say, but also, also for business. Sometimes I like to see certain goals that I have for myself happening, but it's mostly life types of things. And I also do, I was, I guess it would be considered more of what Abraham Hicks calls segment intending, where I break up different parts of my day. So in the morning, I might visualize like the whole day really quickly or And then maybe another goal that I have for later in the month or something I'm manifesting. But I also will then kind of picture what I want my morning to look like. 
and it's quick. Like I make it happen fast. So I'll see my whole morning. And then as I feel, as I'm physically in that moment, kind of the morning routine coming to an end, I do a quick visualization of the next segment of my day. And it really just helps me to manage my vibration throughout the day. Especially well, I think that's so important to just like check in and just practicing that self-awareness within yourself and recognizing the thoughts that are going on in your head throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Notice yeah. how you're feeling responding to your thoughts in your body. I think yeah, that's definitely. huge. Yeah. And so, it really helps for identifying patterns too. Mm, that's a good one. I absolutely love that. Because some we don't like recognize, and that's what's so funny is that as humans, we're just we're such a creatures of habit. We don't even realize we're in certain patterns or what we do, and it's more than just like a routine, but patterns of how we are, you know, responsive to things, right? I know, like for me, I'm like, I don't know why I need to be so controlling all the time, and I'm like, thank you, husband, for loving me through this. <laughs> because he gets the worst of it and I'm like you know I love you but because it's like I just like if something's not done in the way that I see it in my head how it should be done then I'm like why are you not doing it like that way and it doesn't matter it really doesn't so just that is for sure my thing where I'm like okay how am I responding to situations because like releasing control because control is so elusive we don't really have control over anything all I can yeah. do is control my reaction. Yeah. So I know so- that you are practicing NLP. Sorry to cut you off. Ooh, good. <laughs> okay. I was saying it's so true. I'm just agreeing with you. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to explain what um, NLP neuralistic programming is, I think I said that right. Right? Yeah, neurolinguistic programming. Neurolinguistic yeah. programming. Cool. So share with us what that is because I feel like that's there's so much packed in there. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. So (laughs) I'll just summarize kind of the easiest way to understand is it, it's just a collection of techniques for really understanding our minds. It's understanding the subconscious and sort of why we do the things that we do. So, you know, we have these different programs that basically our brain is like a computer and we have these programs that run kind of like what you were actually just talking about these different strategies for how we act in different scenarios. So neuro-linguistic programming helps us to really understand our brain. It's like commonly called the lost user manual for the brain. And the, the techniques, why they work so well is because it basically takes your, it works with your whole mind. So it works with your conscious mind and your subconscious And so you're talking to the entire brain at the same time to help create these changes deep within your subconscious. So you're aware of what's going on. It's different than hypnotherapy, but it's kind of based off of it. A lot of the techniques were studied, you know, studied Milton Erickson, you know, the greatest hypnotherapist of all time and like the greatest family therapist of all time, Virginia Satir is kind of who the guys who came up with NLP, they studied them. And we're like, hey, these two people are really excellent at what they do. How can we kind of combine what they're doing to help people even more? And that's sort of where it came from. And I mean, my, I've had nothing but the most amazing experiences personally. And my clients have felt the same, the same way. It's, it's like, you can go to talk therapy all you want, which everyone should do. I believe in all forms, try all, try all forms of therapy that exists. Right. But what really helps is that like you get the healing, you, you get these learnings and these understandings and it goes in deep into the subconscious. Well, and I so agree with you on that because I have, I've done so much talk therapy, like so much throughout my life. And I, once I started, you know, getting coached. And once I started really learning how to reprogram my own mind and go through these things and heal, that's when things really started to change for me. 
when I started to make that decision to really love myself and say, okay, I'm going to love you enough to really face you. I'm going to love myself enough to see what is like all the shit that's in there. Yeah. And that's a really scary place to be. Hey babes, if you have not yet joined my Magical AF Babes Facebook group, then you need to do that right now. I will post the link in the show notes, but you can also go to Facebook and just put in Magical AF Babes, and that is where you are going to find amazing and daily content that is going to help you in your self-love journey. I go live there a lot and do free coaching sessions essentially in there to help you on on your spiritual walk, on your conscious walk, and just there to empower you to be the best and most authentic, most aligned you possible. I have so many women in there. We are such a beautiful community of women who are there to empower each other. And so you can go in there, post questions, interact with me live. I cannot wait to see you there. So again, it's Magical AF Babes group and it's on Facebook. Link will be in the show notes. I can't wait to see you there. But what's so much better about, you know, in the ways that you practice versus talk therapy, and I'm not going to knock it and say it's bad. It just, I found it was more like, it taught me how to cope. It taught me how to feel better, but it didn't do much past that. It taught me like, okay, when you're getting a panic attack, you know, watch your breathing and do this. And like every therapist does the same thing. And I was like, I was really sick of it. You know, I was so sick of just not getting better and not knowing that, that I could be better. I really got to a place of really believing that I needed to become friends with my depression, that that just was me. And I was like, well, I'm just a sad person. That's just who I am. And I just like took that on as such an identity because I thought, well, it's just something I have to cope with. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand what freedom from that meant because I didn't see it as something that was possible for me. Yeah. De- yeah, definitely. And I feel like, I mean, the reason why coaching works so well is because it empowers you Mm -hmm. to really realize, oh, I have all the answers within me. You know, it's so different than somebody who's going to just tell you either like diagnose you with something or tell you exactly what to do. But when somebody can kind of guide you to be like, oh shoot, this was already in there. Like, I, I, I know this, like I I knew this, they pulled it out of me, but it was in there. I mean, that is just, the most powerful thing about coaching and with NLP, like why I wanted to combine it, why it was so important to me to get certified in that, to be able to combine that is because so often I found that I can have these really powerful calls with my coach and have these amazing breakthroughs and realize like, okay, I have this limiting belief. I see it now. You know, I'm not the victim that I thought I was. I have that. But then what, like, then what am I saying an affirmation every day for six months and hoping that it takes Because mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, there's other stuff under there and it's deeper and, and these beliefs are so deep rooted that it's like our conscious mind, we have something called a critical faculty in our conscious mind that is going to prevent anything from getting into the subconscious And so sometimes when we're saying affirmations or we realize we have this belief, you know, trying to consciously improve it, it sometimes doesn't get past that. It Mm -hmm. it won't pass the critical faculty. And so that's why I wanted to combine this work because then we can really use these techniques to look at where did the belief form and how can we remove that and then replace it with something else. Mm -hmm. And, and it can work quickly. So you're not like, I realize I believe that I need to be poor forever, but I don't know what to do about it. You know, just as an example. 
Exactly. And you know, you said there's, there's so much more underneath it too, right? So there is, you know, I feel, I find that sometimes you can really like isolate a certain time, but then as I go through more healing, I'm like, oh my God, there's more stuff, more stuff, more stuff. I had a session the other day and I was just bawling my eyes out and I was like, I thought I was past this. And then all of these like memories came up that I didn't know. And that, you know, I thought I had been past it and then realizing like I had been holding on to something and I was like, and it was just so painful because it was a memory. I was maybe four years old and because that's when all these memories come, right? Like we're so young and I'm like, you know, as a mom, I mean, I'm not a mom, but I mean like for you, you know, that must really be encouraging to like how you're going to raise your kids because I think of this, I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to screw up my kids. (laughs) I know the thing I've kind of learned is like they're it they're gonna have they're gonna be messed up no matter what you do in a way but <laughs> but like we can you know having lesson it yeah 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 we can protect as much as possible and teach them these tools as we go and even just having the awareness to know my children are both little walking subconscious minds still you know, until they're seven. Mm -hmm. So anything I tell them, anything that they witness from my family, from me, you know, that's, those are going to be their beliefs or at least where they start. Yeah. For so long. And yeah, but but you're right though about giving them the tools. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I really hate hearing that when people say like, Oh, who wants to bring children into a world like this? I'm like, I'm sure people have been saying that since the dawn of ages, but I hate it. I hate people saying that. I'm like, then just make it a better world. It's not difficult to be kind. Right. This is how we make it better is we start with ourselves. We raise good humans. We impact our significant others and maybe even help to develop our parents and our siblings and our cousins and you know, and it just our friends, we can be a pretty big ripple as individuals. Absolutely. I'm absolutely. And especially with social media, you know, like through TikTok, like organic growth is so possible through that platform. I, I, I don't think I've ever seen a platform where organic growth is so possible like that. Whereas, you know, Instagram and Facebook is more like you got to pay to play. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I know. Coming from me, I've been trying to grow my Instagram for like four years. <laughs> I feel you. I'm like, I've been stuck at like a 5,000 <laughs> for like three years. Come on. Come on. Yeah. I love, I love the thing about TikTok that I love. I could talk about it forever because I really love the app, but like people actually want to meet like people who actually like you mm-hmm. actually want to connect we can find each other. Whereas with Instagram, it's really hard to find people. I it mean, is, unless it's on your explore page and who actually searches hashtags? Like, I, mean, I don't, I used to, you, I never did. I'm not like someone who's like, maybe I'll search hashtags that I post. And if I post a hashtag like that, then I'll click it to see what other people are posting. But I'm not like searching for, you know what I mean? Whereas like on TikTok, something just shows up on your page and I'm like, Oh, this is really cool. This is interesting. I know. I feel like with TikTok, my angels show me all the right people. Like That's right when I see them all the time. I love it. I love it so much. Okay. So speaking of your angels, that is so beautiful for you to be so connected to your spirit guides or angels, whatever, you know, you want to yeah. call them, but you, you know, you obviously call them your angels. So how did that happen for you where you got to a place of knowing them? and experiencing them. Yeah, actually it, <laughs> uh, it happened kind of recently to where it's been very clear. I will say I always felt like when I was a kid, I was super connected and intuitive and, and um, I felt certain things and you know saw some stuff when I was young and I cut it off like in college, but I welcomed it back in and um, Pretty recently, actually, this last summer, my one of my coaches, she kind of came out of the spiritual closet and was like, hey, guys, I'm a psychic now. And um, she told me, someone has a message for you. 
And I was like, what, what do you mean? And she's like, let me know if you think you know this person. And she kind of described what his energy felt like. And I immediately knew who it was. And it was one of my friends from high school who passed about five years ago. I knew right away who it was. And, um, the things that she told me, like she, there was no way. And I mean, I've always believed in psychics, but this, the level that, it, that the information came in and how there was just no way she would have known of, of him or known these details. And, um, I will never forget that day when I got the messages from her and she left me a boxer voice message and typed out some stuff and, and I could feel his presence unlike anything else I've ever felt before. And I just cried for like two days <laughs> and like, it was so amazing, so powerful and ever since that experience i've just been paying a lot more attention i've been consistent with connecting kind of like what we talked about earlier in our conversation Mm -hmm. because i can i can feel them and i can feel it's almost for me when messages come in it's like a knowing it's like um i it's it's not like voices i wouldn't say that it's like voices in my head but it's like thoughts but they're they're spoken differently. So it's almost like different um, language patterns that I'm hearing. So I can tell and feel the difference. And I think I've probably, I, I mean, I for sure three, possibly four different guides, four different angels, I would say. That's so cool. So That's amazing. Do you know their names? I only the only my one friend, but the other okay. ones I don't know their names yet. But that's, that's something I cool. want to know, and I want to know <laughs> who actual like spirit guide is, but I don't know the name, not yet. Hopefully soon. That's amazing. That's a, so cool. And so you know, so are you married? Right? You said your husband. Um. Oh, are you guys- well, we're well, I mean, not really. But, but <laughs> so your your partner, your husband, whatever yeah. you want to call him. Yeah. Um, so when this spirituality really turned on for you, did it turn on for him as well? You know, he, so he's a little bit like, he believes all the stuff I tell him in a way. But he's a little bit more, you know, skeptical. Like he's more in his 3D human, I would say. So, I mean, he'll list, like he listens to Abraham Hicks and he he likes the baths. He's that type of spiritual person. (laughs) He likes to take his bath and listen to his audiobooks and meditations. But, but no, I mean, he's not, he'll tune out if I get too, too witchy. <laughs> with him be like, I feel like my husband's the exact same way he's like I need to keep you down here on earth and I'm like <laughs> oh, don't. we're ascending like, I'm ready I'm so ready to go here I am I know I always joke I'm like one day those alien spaceships are gonna come for me like one day <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm gonna be gone and I'm gonna be like oh you know the rapture happened sorry um Jesus didn't want any of y'all <laughs> Just me. Just me. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was like, I think a few days ago, I was telling him, I was like, well, aliens built the pyramids. And he's like, no, they didn't. And I was like, yes, they did. <laughs> just so funny. I want to get like the Gaia subscription because I just want to hear, watch TV shows about aliens all day. Oh yeah. I told, if I had more time to do that, if I made more time for that, ugh. <laughs> be like trying to watch with me <laughs> right it's so interesting I love that okay so I'm just gonna get back to manifesting and ah. so I really I used to really like affirmations but I think that was you know I liked them up to a point when I realized they weren't doing jack all for me mm-hmm. I, and for maybe for some people they have because a lot of books have been written on this a lot of books, you know, have just been saying, you know, if you just say this five times a day for, for three weeks, it'll happen. 
And I kept doing these things and I was doing these practices and writing these things down and really trying to bring, you know, bring in whatever I was calling in and nothing was happening. And then I came across a podcast um, by Lacey Phillips and she was like, well, you actually have programming. And so this was the first time that I had ever heard about that. Hey, babe. Thank you so much for being here and for joining me. If you are loving this podcast, if you are loving my content, that is because it is here for you. I am here to serve you. I used to be totally self-hating and so depressed, so anxious that I had no idea I could live a life of freedom. And so I want to introduce to you now my 12-week self-love magic group coaching program that is starting January 2021. What a way to start off the year. If you've ever made a New Year's resolution, this one is the only one you need to make. Just be you and just show up. What we're going to go through in this sessions in these sessions, sorry, is we are going to cover how you can fall in love with your body, how to heal your past trauma, how you can transform your life, and how you can walk in your power, in your goddess power. We're going to go over sexual energy and sexual healing in the body. We are going to transform your life and raise your wealth consciousness while doing it. If you have ever thought about joining one of my programs, this is definitely the one for you. I made this group in a response to a lot of people who are saying, you know what, Libby, I want to work one-on-one with you, but I'm not financially there yet. So this group is a response to that. And it is so affordable, guys. There are payment plans available for you to have access to so that it's just so accessible for every single person. If you're in a place where you're like, I want to go deeper. I love your podcast. I love your message. I love what you're doing, but I'm ready to take this now and really apply it to my life. Then this program is for you. Stop waiting and start showing up for you because nobody can make that change in your life except for you. I am just here to be a guide and to teach you, but you do all the work, babe, and start your 2021 off right and allow yourself to be magical AF because that is exactly what you are. I'll see you in January, 2021. And so, you know, we have, what did you call it? Like in the conscious mind? Oh, the critical faculty. The critical faculty. I just call it the ego. So I'm just like, okay, so the ego just blocks it because the ego is like, you know, tries to suppress the subconscious. So how does a person really get past that? Because I just think, I think affirmations, I think you're kind of affirming that you don't have something. Like, I think okay. you're reaffirming the identity of lack. And so that's why I just, I don't care to do them anymore. Yeah. What is your take on that? Yeah, I, I actually agree with you a lot. I think affirmations can work for some people. I think it just, it does, like you said, it kind of depends on your programming. It depends on your human design probably a little bit too. It depends on so many things. But if you as an individual are saying affirmations and it doesn't feel good and it feels fake and it feels like just super uncomfortable and bad. And like you said, making you focus on, oh, I don't have this. Even though you're affirming that you have it, you're like, but I don't, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, then, then that's where the focus is and we get what we focus on. So, you know, for me, I have like, I share affirmations because I know for some of my clients, they work and they love them and it helps them. And I know there are manifestation coaches who love them and all that. But for me, I don't, I rarely say them. I think maybe in certain moments I do the best place that you can place an affirmation is in a meditation or like pick a mantra Mm. that you're focused on during a meditation or a hypnotherapy session. So like, that's the best, that's the best way. Cause once your mind is like 
relax, your conscious mind is relaxed and calm during hypnotherapy, then you can come in with the affirmations. And really, here's a little secret. Literally anyone could look up a hypnosis script and record themselves saying it and listen to it for themselves. Your subconscious is going to love your own voice more than mine or anyone else's. So really anybody listening to this should just record their affirmations, but then also go look up like a hypnosis uh, intro, something that you're going to talk to yourself really calmly, you know, and that whole like first 10 minutes that you're going to listen to of yourself just relaxing, that's going to relax your conscious mind, get you thinking, distracted, thinking about this beautiful picture you painted for yourself. Then the affirmations come in, you feed those to yourself. Mm -hmm. That'll get them into your subconscious. If there's certain things you've identified very clearly, like I want to believe these affirmations, but really the biggest, I mean, for from what I've experienced, my own experience from what I've seen is like the embodiment of having whatever it is that you want is going to get you there the fastest, really, because you're already like when you're feeling the feelings of it's done, like you don't care about how it comes in. You're not attached to the details, to the control. I'm a controlling person, like super controlling control freak have had to like <laughs> really work on that. <laughs> but once I decide, okay, I am the person who has this now, then I don't have to, like, I already know it's done. And so I can just be the person who's not worried about it. Because like, when you're a millionaire, you're not like, you know, I mean, maybe I've known millionaires who are penny pinchers kind of, but you're not really like stressing about a lot of the stuff that, that you are when you're focused on the lack or, okay, let's use love for example, right? Like if you are in a relationship where you feel loved by the other person, like a loving romantic relationship and you know, like they're telling you how good you look, how pretty you are, all that stuff. Like you're le a lot less likely to be picking yourself apart in the mirror every single day because you know, hey, I'm worth worth loving because I know that because I've been told that. But let's say you don't have someone who's telling you that and, you're, and you want to feel that. How can you feel that now? Like how, mm -hmm. what other times in your life have you felt love before? And if you haven't felt that before, then who do you know who has felt that and can they describe it to you? Can you find somebody who's experienced that? And I think that's the thing about embodiment is a lot of people are trying to embody something that they have no idea what it feels like, like no clue, but we kind of just got to guess sometimes or do a little research. And it's just about feel, like, really, it's just about feeling good, as happy as you can possibly be, as joyful as you can possibly be, because that's why we want things is because we think it's going to bring us the peace mm -hmm. that really can already exist in there. Absolutely. Oh, so when you say, you know, because a lot of times when you're manifesting, it isn't something that you've had before right? Maybe you're manifesting a new house or a car. And I, I'm just on material things right now because that's, yeah. because that's a lot of what people want. Like, I, how do I get this? How do I get this? Um, but you know, how, what would you suggest to somebody who's like, okay, look, I want to be debt free, but I have no idea what that feels like because my parents were always poor. I grew up with my parents having debt. I'm an adult who has debt. How would you just tell that person how to feel or not maybe not tell them how to feel, but you get what I'm on the lines of. And then maybe as well, like how would that person go forth and kind of breaking that off of them? Yeah, definitely. Okay. So what I would first recommend, we can use the debt free example. So what I, well, the first thing I would recommend is finding someone, either someone you've known in your life who maybe had wealth, maybe like a rich friend that you had, like, and just kind of observing, like, think about that person 
and think about like the way that they went about their life. And maybe they weren't the happiest person in the world, but like, look at that aspect. Everybody always has something, right? But look at the aspect of the rich friend growing up, right? Like, did they ever stress about paying for dinner? Did they ever like worry about their car breaking down? You know, certain things like that. Like, what did they not worry about that maybe you worried about? And like, what were their habits around, around that? And really what most of the time you'll find is that there's not a whole lot of focus on it from that person. Like I'm thinking, cause this is what, this is what I personally did with the wealth thing. I grew up in like a really wealthy area, but my family wasn't really wealthy, but I had friends who were, had like millionaire, multimillionaire parents who grew up in these like mansions with boats and like brand new cars. And those kids like never really thought about, they just didn't really think about money. Like they just didn't think about it. Like they just did whatever. It was not really a thought, but they stressed about other aspects of their life. Right. And so that was the thing for me that I realized is I was like, oh, so like they just don't pay attention to it. Like they just actually don't think about it that much. And so for me, that really helped. So we oftentimes put a lot more focus on the things that we don't have because we want them so much. Mm. So if it's money, if it's debt free, what I would say as far as like action steps that you could take is really just limit the time that you let yourself think about it. So let's say you've got, like I used to have 80 grand in student loan debt. So I, instead of thinking every day for like 10, like I started to, okay, well, let me just get it together. I'm getting all hyper. So I used to think about, I would notice how many times I would think about it during the day and kind of just start making note and being like, thought about my debt, what, 20 times today, right? Mm -hmm. A lot. Cause we have a lot of thoughts every single day. I actually don't remember the number right now, but so I start noticing, okay, I'm thinking about it a lot throughout the day. And so what kind of helped me was to then decide, okay, I'm going to spend like the next two or five or however many minutes freaking out about it. Like I'm going to give myself some time to just freak out. And so I would like, it's, you know, just take that little segment of my day and just freak out and be like, what am I going to do? My paycheck is only 1200 and my student loan payment is 800. What am I going to do? How am I, you know, and just give myself that amount of time to like worry, but then that's it. Like, then that's it that there's a boundary there. Now, after that, it's time to really just feel into what might I be thinking about if I weren't thinking about that? Like if money wasn't an issue, what would I be thinking about? What would I be planning for my day? What, what would I be spending my time worrying about if I'm still worrying, which I probably am because that's me. <laughs> so, so there's that piece, but really it's, the first step is just pay, kind of paying attention to your thoughts and noticing it and giving, giving yourself the time to worry because I think it's not realistic to expect yourself to go from worrying about, about something like that a lot or focus on the lack often to then never thinking about it and never worrying about it. It's just not possible to make that big of a jump. No, it's not. Yeah. It's really not, not for people, right? Like knowing that's been your, your normal every day, breaking mm -hmm. habits is not that easy sometimes. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> okay. So I wanted to ask you, I saw a little video that you have about manifesting with the moon. And I am just such a big lover of the moon. Like I have always felt such a connection to the moon and I didn't, I didn't, I never understood why. And I know I'm not the only person who's felt this. And then, um, as I, uh, started traveling and leaving home more and more, I felt like every time I looked at the moon, 
people that I love are looking, could be looking at the exact same thing as me. And so it was very grounding and very connecting. And as I've made more friendships around the world and, you know, my family has just spread so big, it makes me feel so grounded and connected. And, you know, after, you know, turning on my spirituality and, you know, learning about the moon and the cycles and how this is so feminine, I just fell in love with it even more. So I'm like, what the hell? Manifest with the moon. Tell me more. Yes. Oh my goodness. I, I feel this so similar to you. Like everything you said, I just love and I agree with. So I've been creating a very clear growth plan for myself completely based upon the moon and What's so awesome about it is that with every new moon, it's like the best possible time to set intentions or to wish for certain manifestations. And then every full moon is like the ideal time to do inner work and, you know, forgive yourself or like release things. Mm -hmm. So I've really created this routine for myself. Every new moon, I, you know, It's like gratitude, heavy gratitude, but also my intentions for the next month and, you know, any goals that I might have. And then what am I manifesting? Like specifically for this month, what am I manifesting? But then what are my bigger things that I want? Mm -hmm. And it can be material stuff or whatever, whatever it is at all. And then on the full moon. So then two weeks later on the full moon, I kind of look at my plans, kind of get to check in and see how am I doing? Where are my doubts? What do I need to let go of? And then I do like a really just like this clearing ritual of forgiving myself or forgiving others. You know, I also will do some NLP techniques with myself and kind of figure out like why I'm blocked in certain places. So it's just really like the perfect time to just like, okay, clearing the rest of the way for these manifestations to happen before the moon is over. So that's, that's what I'm doing. And I love it. And it's incredible. And plus then I also have this, I have the moonology book, which I recommend literally anyone get like every person, even if you're not into the moon yet, just get it. And then when like later read it, when you feel drawn to it, moonology and um, moonology. Yes. That sounds amazing. I have the deck too. There's also a card deck. Um, But what's cool about it is the book, you can just like reference, like, where is the moon? Like which house is it in? And you can look and be like, this is what I need to work on right now. So So you can make, you know, manifestation wishes specifically based upon the, like where it is, like which house the sign is in and the new moon. And then on the full moon, it'll all same thing. So it's like certain aspects of life that you can be like, what is happening for me personally mm-hmm. based off of, you know, your own astrology. So it's so That's amazing. so amazing. Okay. I'm definitely getting moonology because I know they have the moon Oracle deck. Yeah. And I've like been on that for a while. So I definitely will have to get the book. That's so cool. Um, I just want to ask you one more question or one more topic here. A lot of people want to be, you know, manifesting health. So what do you have to say about that topic? Um, Because health is not just as easy as, you know, eating right and working out. It's, you know, a lot of it, I believe is in the mind. So is there anything you can share on that topic? Yeah, I agree with that completely. I think that, I mean, there's, there's so much proof if you go looking for it of individuals who have healed themselves with the power of their mind, because I, I, you know, I wish I could remember there's some quote that is somewhere in one of my NLP books that is talking about, they, they always call it dis-ease like disease, but disease, mm-hmm. 
because it's really whatever's going on in, in your mind is going to manifest in some way. And most of like for a lot of people, it manifests physically. I mean, there it's really interesting too. There's so many stories of people who will be like over and over saying things like, oh, like that's such a pain in the butt. And then they'll like slip and break right. their tailbone you know? And so it's like this conscious will be like, okay, you want a pain in the butt? There it is. Right. So, so, I mean, I personally believe that I know that, um, it's not mostly widely accepted and Western medicine doesn't necessarily support that, but I know, I, I mean, I know of people who have healed allergies and you know had things like that that would be considered you know not easily treatable right but just through different techniques they're able to to heal it so yeah i i guess what it comes down to is is that you have, you would have to believe in it completely in order to heal yourself. If you had a bunch of doubts and if, you know, you're listening to this and you're like, there's no way I could be healthy through the power of my mind, then you are right. You're right. You, yeah, you are correct. So if that's something that someone wants to change, then they can, they just have to work on that belief, like work on the belief that you can heal yourself with your mind first mm then get on to that deeper stuff, which I don't, I don't, I'm not at that level yet, but maybe one day. Oh, I believe it. Well, <laughs> I'm so, oh, Lydia, I'm so happy that you came here. And you know, it's so funny. My, well, my sister, one of my sisters, her middle name is Lydia. And I've oh. never met anyone who's Lydia oh. in first person name. So I was like, oh my goodness, it's meant to be. <laughs> and spelled the exact same way. So I was like, that's cute. Awesome. I love hearing that. Okay. So um, we will be posting your website in the show notes. Uh, is that the best way for people to contact you? Definitely. Or on TikTok. I mean, I'm on there almost every single day. Talk at Lydia Bachmeyer. <laughs> I love it. So we will add those in the show notes. And thank you so much for giving us your time and your knowledge and wisdom. It's been so good having you here. And um, I would love to catch up with you again. Yes. Thank you so much. It's been fun. Okay. Bye, Lydia. Bye.